This episode of Internet Today is brought to you by Manscaped. Yeah, you only, uh, by the way, have an, a few hours left to buy our latest merch, including TikTok. this, this uh, shirt right here. Uh, and we also just added uh, some uh, pins and koozies for real cheap on there. So make sure you go check out that stuff at itmerchstore.com or use the links in the description uh, before it all gets put back in the vault. We're going to slam the door shut. You're yeah. just going to have to wait. Well, moving on. Holiday ads. They're sometimes a little strange, depressing, weird or easily misinterpreted. And, and that's because much like during the Super Bowl, companies are fighting to grab your attention away from spending time with friends and family to focus on their commercial instead of someone else's. In the past, we've seen ads like this one from Kmart where a bunch of dudes play the tune from Jingle Bells using just their balls, or this one from KFC where a young boy informs Santa Claus that he's pissed himself. Or this one from a bank in Russia where Santa kidnaps a young mother and threatens her with a knife. Heartwarming, all of them. But uh, this year, there's one commercial that has everyone talking, and it's from Peloton. It's that uh, bike with the screen. I love this ad. It's subtle. Yeah. It's very subtle. Mm -hmm. Now, we're sure that by now, you've probably already seen this ad, but if you haven't, it's strange. Yeah. A guy gifts his wife an exercise bike, a Peloton to be specific, which yeah. are very expensive, and she inexplicably starts making workout vlogs where she seems extremely uncomfortable with the whole process before finally showing all those vlogs to her husband a year later. Mm -hmm. uh, first off, gifting your wife or significant other a piece of exercise equipment is um, typically a huge faux pas because it's seen as a not-so-subtle way to tell them they need to lose weight. Are you getting what I'm saying here with this piece of exercise equipment? I mean... Maybe maybe they're already really into exercise. Maybe you, they've been begging for the Peloton. You used to look great before you shit out two or three of my kids. Back on the Peloton, baby. Yeah. So, yeah, a bit weird. But these things cost thousands of dollars. So you, you basically have to be grateful for it if you're on the receiving end. It's like getting a small car. It would be rude otherwise. But all of the vlogs that she creates after receiving this gift make it seem like she's not enjoying the Peloton cult at all until she's finally fully brainwashed. Now, after the commercial started circulating, people were quick to mock it online with tweets like this one comparing her face with Lakeith Stanfield's character from Get Out and ones that point out how weird it is to be nervous for exercising, especially when you're already in visibly great shape upon yeah, receiving the gift. She starts off looking very, like, very good shape, mm -hmm. and by the end, she looks exactly the same. She looks great. Almost as if they filmed all of this ad in a brief period of time. <laughs> Showing absolutely <laughs> zero progression. <laughs> Uh, the criticism has grown so much in the wake of the ad's release that the company's stock tumbled when outlets started picking up on the negative reactions, and it also caused Peloton to respond to the criticism publicly, saying in a statement, We constantly hear from our members how their lives have been meaningfully and positively impacted after purchasing or being gifted a Peloton bike or tread, often in ways that surprise them. Our holiday spot was created to celebrate that fitness and wellness journey. While we're disappointed at how some have misinterpreted this commercial, we are encouraged by and grateful for the outpouring of support we've received from those who understand what we were trying to communicate. Look, for the record, I would love a Peloton bike. As a who wouldn't? I, I'm on a shitty, like, $100 exercise bike that I no. bought seven years ago every goddamn day. It would be cool to have an extremely nice one. On the other hand, if my wife bought it for me, I'd be like, send this back. Yeah. This Put that money back in the bank account. Also, why are you calling me fat? Yeah. Uh, and while it is funny to see this specific company being openly mocked online for their weird holiday commercial, somehow people have been relatively silent regarding what is starting to look like a holiday tradition from the people over at Folgers Coffee. Mm -hmm. 
heavily implied incestual relationships. It's that's, a theme. That's their bread and butter there. Um, now, a few years back, Folgers ran a holiday ad that showed a brother who was returning from an extended trip to West Africa. He's greeted at the door by his sister, who's apparently been waiting up all night for him. And right off the bat, the sexual tension between them is palpable. Mm -hmm. They make their way to the kitchen for a fresh, hot cup of Folgers coffee. She removes her hand from her crotch, only to accept a gift from her sexy brother, who bites his bottom lip as he surprises her with the gift. Mm -hmm. She takes the bow off, puts it on him, proclaiming that he is her present this year. What website have I seen this on before? Uh, they lock eyes for just a bit too long, and just before they start dry-humping each other on the kitchen counter, their parents walk in and just ruin the moment by reminding them that they are related. Damn. Thwarted again. Now, Folgers was obviously way ahead of their time, considering how gigantic of a genre the, you know, genre of incest porn has become online. But in the thousands of porn videos that have been made during the rise of this strange genre, the declaration is always made that these are indeed just step-siblings or step-parents. Uh, totally unrelated biologically. Uh, that's why this year, Folgers has had to adapt their marketing strategy, and they made weird sexual moments between family members strictly adhere to the law of common decency. <sighs> yeah. You can't just put out implied direct incest anymore. Yeah, the people, they, they're weird about it. This damn cancel culture, getting tired of it. They canceled coffee. Folgers yeah. coffee is all about pansexual liberation, mm -hmm. and all you fucking pilgrims are out here just lifting your nose in the air, poo-pooing these sexy incest coffee ads. Folgers is about families coming together. Anyways, uh, their 2019 holiday ad plays out almost exactly like a setup for a porno. A young woman walks sensually into the bathroom where someone, who she assumes is her husband, is showering in a communal bathroom with the door wide open. Inviting. Instead of checking in verbally to see who it is, she continues approaching the shower and removing her robe exposing what I can only assume is her, her breasts and her bosoms and her nether region. And her lady flower. Because she's going to take a shower, so she's yeah. completely naked under there. Yeah, she's about uh, ready to take a sexy shower with her husband. So she's walking up, takes it off, and then she flings open the shower curtain to find that it is her father-in-law who's in the shower instead of her husband. Ooh, seems like a real sticky situation. Oh, it could be if things played out the way they normally do on the internet. Bow, chick bow. Now, to her credit, she keeps her eyes... Up, doesn't look down, and she does look genuinely shocked by mm -hmm. this. Her father-in-law, Steve, on the other hand, takes full advantage of the situation by remaining calm and looking her up and down multiple times. Mm -hmm. Now, the rest of the commercial plays out with her appearing to tell her mother-in-law how ugly her husband is until he walks in, still naked, aside from just a towel. Mm -hmm. You've seen it all. What's uh, the difference? A towel that could drop at any moment. Yeah. And uh, they both exchange... Awkward smiles. <laughs> then everyone smiles together, and they have a great time. Yeah. In addition to that, another ad from Folgers for this year holiday season, it features the lyric, Dad insisted on playing the role. Now the kids are scarred because he's stuck in the chimney hole. Bit more subtle. It, yeah, it's very subtle. Uh, Gotta read between a lot of lines there, but... Yeah, if you, if you just heard the song without seeing that it was Dad trying to be Santa Claus, it would come off as a bit weirder, but uh, still... There seems to be some kind of theme here with Folgers. Subtext. So, okay. Innuendo. Yeah. These aren't completely over-the-top, obvious, on-purpose types of things. And we're aware that some amount of comedic interpretation might be implied because the Folgers brand apparently has a very dark sense of humor. But it is hilarious that Folgers has done this multiple times in just the past few years, specifically for their holiday ads. So, take that for what you will. 
Uh, that, that first ad about the brother and sister, uh, that was actually a, a recreation of an ad that they did earlier that didn't come off that way from the 80s. Wow. But the, the newer one, I think it's 2015, that one was so egregious that an actual parody video of it from Above Average Films, that went viral, and it obviously continued the conversation from that commercial. Uh, the parents walk in, and they find out that their kids have been fucking and are now going to get married. And uh, it doesn't turn out well. You've probably seen the viral video. It was huge. Uh, but, uh, yeah, they fucked. Yeah. Now, before we get into the rest of the news today, including Pete Davidson's NDA, YouTube NCN executives' cryptocurrency embezzlement scheme, uh, Google getting tricked and then sued, and Spotify's depressing stats for the most streamed music of the year, let's take a quick second to thank today's sponsor, whose ads are intentionally ridiculous. Manscaped. Jingle balls to the walls, fellas. Ding, 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 ding. Listen up. Untrimmed pubes are the thing of the past. It's time to gear up and get yourself the gift of shaving this holiday season. We're talking about the Manscaped Perfect Package 2.0. How many times are you going to screw up while taking care of your undercarriage? Too many times. That's why Manscaped has redesigned the electric trimmer. Their lawnmower 2.0 has proprietary, advanced, skin-safe technology, so this trimmer will not nick or snag your nuts. The lawnmower 2.0 comes inside their Perfect Package 2.0, which makes for the perfect holiday gift this season. This package also comes with Crop Reviver and their Crop Preserver, which keeps your balls from sweating, smelling, and sticking. The Perfect Package also comes with a pair of Manscaped boxer briefs that'll keep your junk feeling fresh all day. Tis the season to manscape, so get yourself, your dad, your platonic brother, uh, your friends. Get them all, the best gift of all, the Manscaped Perfect Package 2.0. Get those chestnuts roasting mm -hmm. on an open fire. And for you, our loyal, non-clickbait-induced viewer, you can get 20% off and free shipping with the code TODAYDAILY at manscaped.com. That's 20% off with free shipping at manscaped.com using code TODAYDAILY. Clean up those nuts and make Santa proud this year. Mm -hmm. He will be proud. And so will your mm -hmm. totally normal brother who's enjoying coffee with you just, after just, a long trip. Just having a nice, normal cup of coffee. Mm -hmm. Okay, now back into the news, starting with this ridiculous story about comedian and SNL star Pete Davidson forcing fans who are attending his live stand-up performances to sign non-disclosure agreements, a.k.a. NDAs, which gives him the right to legally go after anyone who breaks it to the tune of $1 million in potential damages. This all got started during a performance he did in San Francisco over Thanksgiving, and the document that fans had to sign in order to attend the event reads as follows. In short, by signing this agreement, you are agreeing not to discuss any details of the show you are about to watch or your experiences at this event, period. This includes blogs, Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, and any or all other social media or online outlets. It continues, individual agrees that any breach of this agreement will cause company and its affiliates and business partners incalculable damages. Accordingly, individual agrees that in the event of breach of this agreement, individual shall pay company upon demand as liquidated damages the sum of $1 million, plus any actual out-of-pocket expense, as well as any attorney's fees expended in enforcing this agreement. Ooh. Wow. Yeah, so after all of the legalese, a space is provided where the attendees must submit their full legal names, email addresses, cell phone numbers, and social media handles. So, yeah, a <laughs> uh, bit ridiculously over the top. I mean, are they checking IDs? Can you just lie straight up on this NDA? Or is that breaking the rules as well? I don't know. Hmm. I'm not a lawyer. So, yeah, uh, they're asking a lot from fans here. They're demanding that people who've paid money to see Pete Davidson perform not talk about the performance at all. Not at all. Don't even mention it. Yeah. It's like you were never here. Hey, sweetie. Thanks for coming home for Thanksgiving dinner. How was that Pete Davidson show that you went to the other night? What Pete Davidson show? 
Well, the Pete Davidson show, you were very excited for it leading up into the, the days before. You were telling us all about how much he's your favorite comedian. He dated your favorite pop star. You were so excited to see him. How did it go? That's classified. You're on a need-to-know basis, Mom. You don't need to know. No. Yeah, so in recent years, it has become a bit more common for comedians to demand that people check their phones at the front or leave them in their cars. They, they have also those, like, bags that... They lock. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's a few good reasons for that. Yeah, first off, it creates a better environment for the audience to enjoy the actual show because people won't be blocking their view or annoying each other with, with constant picture taking. But it's also a good rule because it stops people from recording parts of the comedian's set and spoiling things for others who would be going to see future shows. Or just spoiling material that the comedian might still be perfecting. Every single time I've been to one of the big like three or four L.A. comedy clubs, mm-hmm. there's always some fucking asshole who just has their phone out filming, and it just completely ruins the vibe because the comedian themselves will be like... That throws them off, too. Yeah, they're like, hey, you can't do that. It, it's the worst. And you, you're told when you walk in, before the show, mm-hmm. some people just cannot be trusted. And that guy only had one drink. Get him another drink. Get him on another drink. Uh, so, yeah, banning cell phones, it's, it's kind of annoying, but it's generally an acceptable thing that people can understand. Forcing your fans to sign an NDA, which would leave them on the hook for an infeasible amount of money if they broke it by simply talking about the show, is just asinine. Luckily, though, it doesn't seem like it's very enforceable. Yeah, a write-up in The Hollywood Reporter suggests that based on the legal experts that they contacted, this NDA almost certainly wouldn't hold up in court. But they say that it could potentially be an effective deterrent, mainly because it just scares the fans into not talking about Pete Davidson at all. Nothing gets that repeat visit from a fan like, terrifying them into being uh, that they might be sued i love going out on you know to the theater and uh being threatened with uh, a one million dollar lawsuit before enjoying myself nothing like a night out that could cause you irreparable financial harm for the rest of your life now here are some quotes from that hollywood reporter article one lawyer argued that the agreement is unreasonable on several fronts including scope subject matter and duration for example seeking damages from someone who filmed the show and posting it online is one thing he says, but it doesn't make sense for repeating one of the jokes in a bar to a buddy, which is a technical breach of this agreement, given how broadly it is drafted. (laughs) There's also potentially no end to the agreement, given the requirement that the content remains confidential until Davidson releases it himself. Conceptually, you can agree that you won't disclose anything you saw on the show for the rest of your life, says another lawyer, but what's the remedy if you breach it 10, 15, 20 years from now? Who knows? Yeah, if he did choose to sue a patron... This is like a machinima contract. I I know. (laughs) It's it's a uh, perpetual. uh, Perpetuity. Perpetuity contract. Uh, If he did choose to sue a patron for leaking his set, they say that he'd have to prove his actual damages because, quote, an automatic million-dollar penalty is unconscionable. (laughs) Adding that, quote, entertainment litigator Brian Friedman suggests that the reported timing of the NDA demand could cause trouble for Davidson. It is ludicrous to think that as a customer, you have to take on significant legal exposure that you were not informed of prior to purchasing your ticket for the show. The customers may end up having a better claim against him and the venue than he would ever have against them. Uh, So, scary. And whatever you do, please don't comment on his performance in our comments section. That's not what it's for. I think that would make us guilty by association. Yeah, the last thing we need is Pete Davidson breathing down our fucking necks. Pete, we don't have the money. And you all know he's wrapped up in Warner Brothers now. He's in the Suicide Squad, so go easy. Tread lightly, as they would say. Pete, you need to calm down. Mm -hmm. But moving on now to some news that's tangentially related to YouTube and heavily related to our love of digital media executives going to jail. Yes. 
You don't really hear too much about MCNs or multi-channel networks anymore because nearly every single one of them had some scandal or public humiliation or ridiculous buyout and restructuring or something. And whatever number of things caused them to die off. Yeah. But recently it came to light that an executive from one of the more niche yet incredibly popular MCNs called Style Hall, H-A-U-L, mm -hmm. was involved in an absolutely massive personal embezzlement scheme. Recently, 29-year-old Dennis Blyden, Bleeden, whatever, who was the vice president of accounting and finance for Style Hall, pled guilty to stealing um, around $22 million from the company. That's 22 Pete Davidson lawsuits worth of money. Yeah, he can, That's go, a lot. He can hit the whole tour and just expose it to everyone. Hey, who wants to hear about the Pete Davidson show? <laughs> it's on me. It sucked. <laughs> yeah, $22 million, though, a lot of money. Uh, pretty uh, baffling that any company, regardless of size, would not notice this unless they were completely inept in running the business, which, sounds, as we've seen internally, is sometimes the case with these like MC that. MCNs. That's probably what And I, I dare I say, probably not the only one doing this at this specific MCN, and definitely not the only one doing it at, or has done it at MCNs across the board. Style Hall was, at one point, I don't know if it still is, but it was owned by the same people that owned uh, Machinima Oh, the yeah. The Debevoir was part of it, yeah. Uh, they might have cashed out long ago. I uh, know. Uh, Style Hall uh, went under uh, earlier this year, in like March or something. Oh, okay. So they're not even around anymore. <laughs> no, just like okay. every other MCN. Yeah, they're gone. Okay. Now, according to an article from the Daily Beast, quote, prosecutors say he wired company money to his own personal bank account and concealed the transfers in a myriad of ways, including the creation of fake payments to Style Hall clients and making up a condo lease in Mexico under another executive's name. Genius. The money was used for Blyden's online cryptocurrency gambling habit, poker-related expenses, and other items. In total, Blyden transferred over $8 million into his cryptocurrency accounts. He also spent over $1 million of the embezzled funds to write personal checks to poker players and another $1 million to pay off his credit cards, prosecutors said. Uh, this guy is not good with money. Also, like, imagine you're just one of the clients that has worked with Style Hall who now is on, like, the IRS radar because this dude wrote a check to you that didn't even go to you. Uh, for hundreds of thousands or millions of dollars. This is egregious. This reminds me of the the um, what's the, the what's the the game company that makes uh, uh, Star Citizen? No, the one in Texas with Randy Pitchford. Oh, Borderlands. Uh, but the Gear the, Gearbox. Yeah, Gearbox. Yeah. It reminds me of that assistant at Gearbox who's just like, how is someone able to just like embezzle millions of dollars over years and not have anything happen? Well. For this one, the guy was in charge of the books, so it's a lot easier. But... I mean, it does make sense, but usually usually companies audit their own books to account for things like this. I will be self-auditing this year and every year Jesus. for this foreseeable future. Anyway, Blyden was originally indicted back in July on 11 counts of wire fraud, one count of aggravated identity theft, and two counts of forfeiture. And if he were found guilty on all those charges, would be facing around mm, 200 years in prison. <laughs> Uh, the most recent update says that he only pled guilty to one count of wire fraud and that count of identity theft. No word on sentencing as far as we can tell, but we would assume and hope that this dude will be going away for quite some time. Yeah. Yeah. So. Although, I don't know. Maybe let him out and give him more money. Let's see what he does with it. <laughs> he spends his money in real fun ways. Like, you know, and I, and I bet with the cryptocurrency thing, he's like. Oh my God, it's so easy. I just put a million dollars into Bitcoin and I get three million back and then I can pay back the money that I took slash borrowed. I yeah. borrowed it from the company. Uh, don't worry, it's safe. I'm, I'm investing it. We're actually going to have so much more money when I'm done yeah. with it. I mean, that's, that's the Martin oh my God. Imagine when, version. <laughs> imagine like when uh, 
the crypto market crashed, like this guy must have just been dying inside of anxiety. Time to steal a lot more money. Yeah. Got to keep this uh, gravy train running. Uh, 29 years old, though. Going to jail forever, Well, he most lived, likely. you know, in those years with the millions, he lived like three lifetimes. Yeah. So he's good. Yeah. He did it all. Yeah. Uh, anyways, moving on. Uh, the song lyrics website, Genius.com, they taught Google a little lesson in trickery recently because it became pretty obvious that Google was diverting traffic away from the Genius site by posting song lyrics directly onto search results. That would be denying Genius of revenue generated by the traffic that they would have had otherwise. In an attempt to catch Google and prove that this was happening, the site, quote, created a subtle typographical watermark to check whether lyrics appearing in Google searches were identical to those on Genius's platform. The test embedded an alternating pattern of curly and straight apostrophes in the text of lyrics that spells the word red-handed when translated oh, in Morse shit. code. Uh, excuse the pun, but this is goddamn genius. Yeah, that's clever. I, I thought it would be something like uh, where there's like different alphabets that have the right. same letters, but they don't, they're not technically the same letter. No, but, this was But even, the apostrophes thing with the Morse better. code that's some uh, some clever shit. Yeah. A genius, formerly known as Rap Genius, yeah. the website is now suing Google and a company called Lyric Find for $50 million in combined damages. That is 50 Pete Davidson shows. Yeah. A Lyric Find is uh, the Canadian company that allegedly provided the stolen lyrics placed in information boxes at the top of Google searches. So they're definitely fucked. Mm -hmm. Both companies deny these allegations, which is why it's great that Genius is able to provide proof through their use of the subtle text-based watermark. Mm-hmm. It would be interesting to see how this plays out in court, especially considering the fact that Genius doesn't own the lyrics themselves because they are the intellectual property of the artists and record labels. But that's a whole different can of worms. I say get them all in court. <laughs> yes, let's do that. Uh, speaking of the music industry, though, Spotify has released their streaming data from this past year, in addition to data for the entire last decade. And while the results are depressing based on our specific music tastes, they're not at all shocking. Uh, the number one most streamed artist of 2019 is... Baby Shark. I don't know. I don't know if they were tracking that one, because it mm. seems to me like that, that would win. But no, the number one most streamed artist of 2019 is Post Malone. All right. <sighs> okay. He uh, did have that Spider-Man song. Yeah. Uh, he's followed by Billie Eilish in second place and right. Ariana Grande. She doesn't third. even know what Van Halen is. But she knows who Dan Halen is, the character from Squidbillies, and that's all that matters. <laughs> Uh, she was born after 9-11, right? So yeah. that, this doesn't count. She's not old. Uh, the rest of the results are shown as follows. The top three songs of 2019 were Senorita by Camila Cabello and Shawn Mendes. That was first place. Never heard it. Uh, Bad Guy by Billie Eilish in second. I have heard it, and I do like it, actually. And Sunflower by Post Malone and Swa Lee in third. That's the only song of his I like, so I, good for him. I, I, I can't really stand Post Malone. Anytime it comes on, I'm just like, oh, God, turn it off. I mean, this one has been way overplayed. But oh, it's, sure. It's the only song of his that I don't think is actually, like, bad like mm -hmm. i think it's actually it's actually a well-made song you know what i appreciate that uh he 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 is what he is and he lives that to the fullest yeah sure unapologetically mm -hmm. uh the most streamed album was billy eilish's when we all fall asleep where do we go makes I sense mean, that's good for her uh, yeah she was nominated for like there was another like record that she broke with grammy nominations too yeah so Good for her. She I writes, have nothing against Billie Eilish. She writes her own tunes. She's very young. Her brother does uh, all, uh, yeah, all they, or most she, of the production. She co-writes, co-produces the songs with her brother. They're doing well because he just bought yeah. a house in Los Feliz. Very I, expensive neighborhood. Uh, yeah. Mm -hmm. it, he probably could go even further. But mm -hmm. good for him for, like, you know, 
holding back and only getting the house in Los Feliz. Well, she's young, so the record labels definitely took advantage of her on this first record. Yeah. We all know that. Now, there's a few more categories on there if you're interested for whatever reason. They also made a playlist of the top songs of the entire decade, with the number one most streamed song over the past 10 years being One Dance by Drake. Mm. Don't let them near your kids. <laughs> the links to this and articles from all of our other stories are available down in the description, as always. Yep, and uh, if you want even more of us, too, uh, if you're a Patreon supporter or a YouTube member, we have a brand new exclusive podcast out over on the Patreon page. Uh, just go look for the posts, or if you're a YouTube member, click the community tab. You'll see it there. Uh, in addition to that, the merch is available. It goes offline Friday night, so if you want to get it, get it before then. We, we did add some uh, cheap up. items on there. We have a the um, beer pin, beer koozie. Yeah. Uh, we have a cheaper T-shirt. But the, all the new stuff, going back in the uh, non-Disney vault, and we don't have Internet Today Plus, so it might never come back. Yeah. So get it now if you want to get it, and uh, we thank you if you have picked something up. Uh, in, uh, in addition to that, check out our newest episodes. We have a new episode of Tech News Day over here and a new episode of Weekly Weird News. Check those out, and we'll see you very shortly for another episode. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.